The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, my name is Tyson Stockton from previsible.io. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing content strategy versus SEO strategy. Joining me today is Bernard Wong, who's the co-founder at ClearScope, which helps thousands of content teams and businesses like Adobe, Shopify, Condé Nast, NVIDIA, Intuit, and HubSpot drive more organic search traffic. Yesterday, Bernard and I talked about AI content. And today we're going to continue the conversation by really discussing what is the separation? What is the difference between content strategy? And how does that compare to SEO strategy. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's my conversation with Bernard Wong, co-founder of ClearScope. Bernard, welcome back. Tyson, thanks for having me back, especially that that mouthful that I had around AI content. No, it's uh, that was one of my more favorite ones. So happy to have you back on the podcast. And in this one, we're kind of taking a step back and we're talking more strategy. And I think there is this clear overlap. I mean, we discussed quite a bit of kind of the content side of things. But there's this kind of notion of, is there a difference between content strategy or SEO strategy? Like, is one better? So to start us off, how would you define SEO strategy? And how could that be different than content strategy? Totally. 
So search engine optimization strategy, I think, encapsulates a variety of aspects surrounding search engine optimization. And to break it down at a very high level, I think SEO can be split into three distinct parts. You have your technical concerns. Those are primarily helpful for Google to access, understand, and serve your content, right? Your internal links, your page load speeds, the way you've marked up or organized your site. Number two is that you have backlinks. Backlinks are, of course, Google's way of determining your domain authority and the overall confidence associated with your website in aggregate, which helps with, in my opinion, the initial seeding process into the search engine results page, where Google then evaluates your content on its ability to conclude a search journey. Where you see backlinks really shine is in you know, new domains that are trying to get off the ground. And in longer tail searches, where there's just less search data for the machine learning that Google has to really quickly establish user engagement confidence, right? If a search only gets five or less searches a month, then Google's going to look at it and say, well, uh, Yelp's pretty high authority here. We'll just put it there and like, that's probably going to be good, right? Whereas something that has like 5,000 monthly searches, Google's going to say, okay, we'll try Yelp there. But should it be there? Like, let's, okay, let's try Bernard's blog there. Should it be there, right? And there's lots more data for Google to work off of. The last bit is going to be content. And that's where, obviously, a lot of the algorithm updates are happening. But that's also the sphere, in my opinion, that is growing at the fastest rate. So I'd say that if we say SEO strategy, I think we're encapsulating you know, backlinks, technical SEO, and content. And then if we say content strategy, then obviously we're disregarding the technical SEO and the uh, backlinks. And I mean, I guess like the first piece from that, completely agree on content being the, the growing area. And I think if we think about Google's understanding of language and as they continue to progress that, it's they can rely more on the understanding and the evaluation, some of the topics that we discussed yesterday. And so the reliance on some of those more legacy SEO factors like backlinks is not as dependent on those because then they can determine, hey, this content is offering something new. This is something that's expanding the existing knowledge of it as well as like hitting the kind of known kind of givens maybe for a topic. And so I think that from a direction that we're heading in an industry totally makes sense. How would you say that a content strategy can differ from an SEO strategy? Like are there are there different considerations of what type of content you would create or you'd prioritize under kind of more of the content strategy mindset versus an SEO mindset? Oh, my goodness. I could speak up at length to this. But yeah, I think that there, first of all, SEO strategy, I think 
is for the most part solved for the vast majority of websites on the internet. Modern content management systems, WordPress, HubSpot, Webflow, will typically come equipped with basic search engine optimization considerations. So for the modern website owner, right, say your local masseuse, your local restaurant, your small mom and pop e-com shop that might be on Shopify, their SEO needs are already taken care of out of the box. We can also, on the flip side, say that Google's engine of crawling indexing has gotten a lot like better and they can do you know server side client side render it in all kinds of different ways and unless you're working on a massive site like Expedia TripAdvisor Yelp technical SEO considerations are not what you should be thinking about or on the flip side right if you've somehow gotten yourself into a product or engineering culture that likes to like try interesting new technologies and push the bleeding edge of client side, you know, JavaScript stuff forward, then yeah, of course, you're going to get yourself into a lot of technical SEO debt. But outside of those, which I feel like it's 90, 95% of the websites on the internet, technical SEO is done. Backlinks, right? I think there's a time and day for it, right? And so if you're just getting started, yeah, you should build backlinks because Google doesn't know about your website, nor does it care about your website. And we can really expedite the ranking process by seeding your website with a few high-quality links. But outside of that, once you start ranking, this is my opinion, by the way, but once you start ranking in search, for some of the topics that you want to go after, you're done. Like you're done with technical SEO. You're done with backlinks. Obviously, you know, you should keep tabs on your technical SEO, make sure your team doesn't screw things up or whatever. But now you're just playing the content game, right? Again, content is the end reason why Google would send a user to your site, not because it loads really quickly but because it has the answer that the user is, is looking for. Which then, right, is why I'm a strong proponent that SEOs really need to be content strategists if they're going to be pushing the boundaries of SEO growth for their business moving forward. I'd say the biggest problems then that SEOs make, especially if you've been in the industry for a while, is that you're too keyword-centric. You're like, I want to rank for this keyword. I want to rank for that keyword. You know, my management team wants to see us show up number one if they Googled backpacks. It's like, well, what you need to understand is that Google's search algorithm is no longer keyword-centric. It's not been keyword-centric for at least like a couple of years, and it's definitely moving further and further away from keyword-centric. So where is it moving towards? It's moving towards a topic-centric model where you could think of the search engine results page as a topic cluster itself, right? When somebody Googles how like search engine optimization, Google's saying, okay, well, the branches of subsequent questions that a user is likely to have once Googling this particular topic is what it is, how to do it, 
why it's important, examples of great campaigns or strategies that have done this. And so you start to see that reflected in the search engine results page, right? You'll see how to do SEO, ultimate guide, what it is, you know, like examples of great campaigns that that people have pulled off. And so what you need to understand then is that when somebody types something into Google, they have an intent, right? That's why search intent has been on the tip of a lot of people's tongues before AI content became on the tip of everyone's tongues. And the intent is that they have a problem and we as content creators need to understand what that problem is and serve the user with the best piece of content that matches that particular question that they have. This is also why people are running around being like, zero search volume, don't ignore it. It's like, yeah, you don't ignore it because, again, when somebody types something in, if you were to surface something that the user actually cared about but didn't know they cared about within the topic, therefore there's no search volume associated with it, Google's still going to show it if that's engaging to the user and it helps them find the answer that they're looking for. So I'd say in terms of content strategy, where a lot of people make the mistake is is targeting keywords. And then secondarily to that, it's depending on monthly search volume, right? Just because there's whatever, 50,000 people searching for search engine optimization does not mean that you need this piece of content that's like, what is search engine optimization, right? You need to understand how many people are actually interested in that angle for that topic and the size of your opportunity is based on your ability to discern angles better than your your competition the last part and you know this is just rehashing what i've already said is an overdependence on the other two parts of seo at a high level right thinking that like having an h1 instead of an h2 or shortening your title tag from 78 characters to 62 characters is going to make a huge impact on your SEO or making your page load 200 milliseconds faster, right? It's like those things can help, but ultimately, right, Google wants to give you traffic because you're serving the user the most helpful answer. So that's, I think, the biggest problems that I see associated with SEOs approaching content strategy. Yeah, and it's a good point too earlier when you kind of mentioned the the separation at the enterprise level. And at the enterprise level, that's where we see it being more and more common for SEO teams to be sitting within product and working more on those technical type SEO challenges that emerge at the enterprise level that you're not going to see on the smaller website side. I'm sure. So it's like the smaller websites, you have the fundamentals baked into a lot of the CMSs out of the box. Yes, there's some basics, new website, including some backlinks. But then you have this shift at the enterprise level that's working on a variety of different kind of like challenges. And I think that's where also within SEO, there's a little more struggle on the content side. Where if I'm thinking of a small website, the content strategy can be a little more clear. Where it's like, great, we're going to produce 100 pieces of content. 
this is our offerings area. This is kind of the buyer's journey. This is how we can offer something new. This is where we can make something engaging for the user. And it's, you know, just a little more linear in that sense. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. How do you think about enterprise content strategy? And like what recommendations can you give for those working at a larger scale that want to improve kind of how they're approaching content and what they're doing from the overall strategy within the content side of the house? Yeah, I mean, that is a challenging topic, obviously, enterprise SEO. And I like your point is a lot of the things that I'm saying is that, yeah, and different levels of SEO, you have to worry about different concerns. And if you have multiple stakeholders that are involved with the creation, maintenance and progression of a website, things will break. And yes, that's where you need to go and be on top of fixing the redirects and, you know, making sure that engineering didn't screw up your title tags and and all that stuff, which will, of course, impact your SEO. So when it comes to multi-stakeholder, large enterprise SEO, a lot of it becomes more project management right? Like, hey, don't do that. Did you do that? Like, hey, I need that to happen. You know, those sorts of considerations. I would say that for the most part, the problem that a lot of SEOs face at enterprise level is buy-in. There is always a culture within a company where X, Y, and Z departments are the first, second, and third class citizens. So the most SEO-enabled companies like TripAdvisor, Zillow, Yelp, guess what? The ultimate say is the SEO team, right? Design and marketing have to go through SEO, and SEO gets the final stamp of approval before things happen. Chances are you don't work at one of the companies where SEO is the first class citizen. If anything, it's probably something more like revenue marketing SEO. All right. And so 
in that particular case, you're going to have revenue say, yeah, well, you know, the product or the marketing or the design team, right, like have created these landing pages. And yeah, what are your thoughts on an SEO perspective? And you're like, oh, well, it's not linked to and you can, robots can't find it, blah, 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 and do all these things. And then, you know, they're like, cool, but whatever, right? We get the final say. <laughs> and therefore, you know, you don't get like your thing and you're always feeling irritated and frustrated that you're like fighting for these resources. So the best way that I can frame all of this for you is to be good about running experiments that prove value and then be as publicly conspicuous about that as possible, right? Like go off on your own and say, okay, what is the thing that I can do that doesn't have to go through the chain of command and get all these stamps of approval because those things are just hard to make happen. Generally, if you're an SEO in a large business, the thing that you do have complete control over is the resource center or the blog, right? So implement your SEO strategy on the blog and the resource center, even if it's conflating like what you know as like good SEO, right? Like it's like, oh, this should be a landing page instead of an article or a blog post, but do it, right? Do it to prove that you know what's happening, but also that you're driving business results. And then the moment that you start seeing that page rank in in Google search, go and argue for everything else that you've been like blocked by. And that's that's probably the, the best advice that I can give. It's an age-old challenge too with the like buy-in around SEO. It really comes down to what's implemented and what's acted upon. And, you know, going back to to our conversation yesterday on like AI content and it being a tool, I think the piece that you mentioned on like project management, that's where I see a big separation on the enterprise level is the focus is less on what are those specific topics that we're targeting and more on kind of like, what is the process? What are the systems? What are the tools that we're doing to create more of the engine to maintain that production? And I think that that little shift from looking at how do I do this once and what is something that can be reproduced and done again and again and the focus or the mindset going into more of the process and finding the process that works within the organization being an area that you can really unlock that uh, that growth. Yes, that's actually just a, a much better way of saying it all because it, it is stakeholder management, right? You need to get to the point internally where the product upstream or marketing downstream, you have a checkbox in their standard operating procedure that's like SEO considerations, you know, reach out to Tyson or Bernard, right? Like that's what you need to be thinking about. And that's how you'd be imparting change, right? Like before a deploy happens, it's like SEO needs a checkbox that says, yes, we are, we are good. And thinking about it more from a, you know, like a project management standpoint is definitely the way to shift 
the thinking or else, you know, you're just going to be like stuck. Like, hey, get this done, get this done, right? It needs to be a box that's like, uh, you know, check with Bernard to see if these things have gotten done. And so really force your way into that that checkbox. And then the way to do that is to prove your value <laughs> by, by showcasing and being publicly conspicuous with all the results that you've been able to achieve. A hundred percent. Comes back around to the stakeholder management. All right, but that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks to Bernard Wong, co-founder at ClearScope for joining us. If you would like to learn about Bernard, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is at Bernard Wong, or visit his company's website, clearscope.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. 